Hey, Harker Heights, there's a new 7-Eleven in town. Now open at 307 East FM 2410 Road. Find all your favorites like Big Bite Hot Dogs, Pizza, Taquitos, Big Gulps, and Slurpees. Everything you need to get back on the go. Check out what's new with coffee from 7-Eleven. And be sure to grab one of our delicious fresh bakery items like a cookie or muffin. Visit the new 7-Eleven now open at 307 East FM 2410 Road. And download the 7 Rewards app to score free food and drinks. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Well, today we are excited because we have back with us Jeff Johnston, and uh, he is uh, working with Focus on the Family. He's in the area of culture and uh, policy. He does a lot of researching. He writes about the variety of subjects, including marriage, homosexuality, and healthy sexuality. Uh, He was raised in a Christian home, very active in his church growing up, but he was struggling for years to reconcile his faith in Jesus Christ and his same-sex attractions as well as sexual addiction. And while working as a youth intern at a church in San Diego, he went to a, co- to a conference, Hope and Healing for the Homosexual, which began his journey of healing and change. And since then, he has shared the story of God's transforming power through the Holy Spirit with various churches and youth groups, schools, and the media. He lives right there in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, Colorado with his wife and three sons. And with that, uh, Jeff Johnston, good to have you on board this afternoon. Hey, Bill. Uh, It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on the broadcast. And this is a great topic because of your testimony. We'll be able to really shine some some real good light on why parental rights are important. Because we know today, my friends that are listening in, that uh, we have quite an anti-Christ agenda that is not only in our public schools, our university, and for that matter, in the culture. And so today we're going to talk about legislation that's threatening parental rights. Now, really and truthfully, this is a topic for the other 50 states, but it's important to talk about so you understand what we just did here in Florida. Now, folks, you know that I'm president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and by that, I represent uh, various individuals, including for 27 years, I have represented the Southern Baptist Convention and the Florida Baptist Convention as their legislative consultant at our state capitol in Tallahassee. And I'm pleased to bring you a report that we have just uh, passed uh, both houses of the Florida House and Senate. Uh, an extension to what we did last year. Last year, we started out with a uh, a K through 8 elimination of all sorts of teaching of sexuality, gender, all of that. It was scaled back to just three years. We have just extended that even beyond 8th grade to the 12th grade. I'm not going to go into nuances today. I'll have a complete wrap-up as the session's going to be ending later today, but I'll have a wrap-up on Monday of all the bills we've been following. But I want you to know that we have strengthened you as a parent, uh, you who are grandparents, you've got nieces and nephews. We have uh, put a lot of teeth behind the fact that we're not going to have all of this woke teaching, and we're certainly uh, not going to have, uh, at least from a policy standpoint, an idea that a school teacher, uh, principal, administration, school board, or whatever, 
that they're just going to trump your parental rights. So that is a big victory. We'll talk about that next week. But with all that, I'm so sorry, Jeff Johnson, for that setup. But why is it important for parents to know what's going on in the classroom, to be able to participate with knowledge of that? And why are those rights so very important to uphold in today's culture? Well, Bill, it's important for a number of reasons. Um, we know that parents love their kids, and they have the, the best interests of their children at heart. And, th- and that's something that the Supreme Court has affirmed over and over again, that parents have the right and responsibility to guide their children's upbringing, their nurture, their education. And what we're seeing across the country is schools taking that away from parents. And, and it's not just schools. Um, there are laws in other states that allow children to get abortions without parental consent or knowledge, mm. um, you know, from the age of 12 on up. Uh, there's laws that um, allow minors to get mental health treatment without their parents knowing. In fact, I was looking at a list of states and even um, seeing here that Florida, a minor over 13, can sign himself in for outpatient treatment without a parent's knowledge or consent. I and did not so- know that. Yeah, I didn't either until I was looking at the list. I did not know that. I'll have <laughs> yeah, to look into that. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, for inpatient treatment, they have to have parent approval, but evidently, it, uh, you know, minors over th- 13 can do that, which means that a minor could be seeing a counselor who's steering them in a different direction than the parents want to be steered. Um, you know, they could be pursuing gender transitioning and things like that. But um, as I said, all across the country, we're seeing legislation. California. Um, is looking at legislation that would take away parental rights. Um, one of the things they're doing is they're redefining custody rights, and they're saying that a, a parent's affirmation of the kid's gender identity is in the best interest of the child. So if you have two parents going through a custody battle and the child is sexual, has sexual identity confusion, um, this law says that courts must take into account whether or not the parent affirms that gender identity confusion. Um, California also allows kids as young as 12 to get mental health treatment or counseling without their parents' consent. And there's also another bill they're pursuing in California that would take away local control of books and curricula in public schools. Um, If a school district wants to eliminate curriculum or get rid of some books from the library, if this law passes, they'll actually have to go to the State Board of Education to get approval for that. And that takes away local control for parents. And we know, as I said, that parents have the best interests of their kids at heart, and that's why we're big fans of local control and education. And and you guys have done some great work there. Um, You also passed the bill that expands educational freedom in your state. And I think that's terrific. It it gives parents more options and more control over their child's education. So that's a great new law that that Florida has passed. Yes, and that's going to expand vouchers to everyone, and that means school choice. And, yes, you can take that voucher uh, from a public school and apply it to a private school and to a private Christian school. But, uh, folks, just as a side note, pray right now because – um, what we have done in that bill, we couldn't get it far enough, and that is the fact to allow those vouchers to be used for, let's say, a private uh, online schooling. 
And uh, be honest with you, I can't tell you a whole lot, but uh, there should be an amendment as the bills are flying back and forth as we speak this afternoon because we're trying to get that included uh, because uh, there is a great um, uh, online Christian option uh, for the kids, but right now it wouldn't be covered by the vouchers because the bill didn't go that far, but I won't mention any names. We got some assurances with top leadership that they were going to try and get that amendment into one of the bills uh, that certainly is a must-pass bill in the area of education. So we'll keep you up to date on that. You know, uh, if you're going to have your ears pierced in Florida, you got to have parental permission. I guess if you're going to have an aspirin or a Tylenol, they've got to check with you. Why is it that mental health is uh, is not in the same category as other medical or treatment? What, what, what is their reasoning? I think the reason they would allow a minor to go for inpatient help would be in case there's an issue of abuse in the home. And I think you could provide for that in the law, say, you know, there's these certain circumstances. But um, from from what I'm reading in Florida, a minor who's considered competent by the counselor can get outpatient re- uh, treatment without the counselor, without the parent's permission. Um, so they're, they're, they build these things in to protect children, but sometimes it drives a wedge between the parents and child and takes mm-hmm. away parental rights that are really important. I remember Ronald Reagan. You know, Ronald Reagan used to say, yep, a trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. And as I'm as I'm thinking about, we've had such a busy session, and I'm a little worn out, but, but we've, we've got multiple pieces of legislation that's going to be put on the books, no doubt about that. So the statutes are there. But by the time you have an individual classroom, individual teacher, Maybe sort of a worldview from the principal that runs that school, certainly some worldviews that might be anti-Christian on the school board. You know, 100 percent compliance probably never happens with anything. Talk a little bit about here in Florida. We know now that parents have a pretty good uh, set of tools in the toolbox, but they still need to be vigilant. They This whole idea, hey, we trust that the laws have been changed, but as a parent is sort of keeping an eye on their little ones, how do they uh, be able to look for some signs in the verify department that the, this, the rule of law is really what's happening in the classroom? Well, you're right. These laws are being passed. They're, they're state-level laws. But a lot of teachers come out of teacher training colleges that are leftists. They're progressive. They're steeped in uh, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion um, theories. They're, they're steeped in gender ideology. And so teachers come out of these. And even if they're in a state where these, you know, you're not allowed to have conversations about these things in the classroom, um, there are groups that provide resources for teachers to teach about these issues throughout the year, and that still might be happening if parents aren't being vigilant. Um, in the 90s, the Southern Poverty Law Center began producing resources that uh, taught about LGBT issues in schools, and then they've broadened it now to include uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, groups like the Human Rights Campaign, have, have that's the largest LGBT advocacy group in the U.S. They have resources for schools and for teachers that teachers can find online and bring into the classroom to, uh, under the guise of making their classroom safe. safe. 
um, groups like you have a, a group right there in Florida called Equality Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, they, yeah. No, I know real <laughs> well, real well. They're effective. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good at what they do, but they're not good for our worldview. No, no. And if your school allows student-led clubs, um, there might be a gay-straight alliance or a gender-sexuality alliance on campus um, because they can't necessarily um, rule out certain types of clubs if they're allowing all student-led clubs. So those are things that um, parents can look for. Books in classrooms, um, those might not be necessary. They're not necessarily listed as library resources, but teachers bring in their own books and put them on the shelves in classrooms. So, you know, at back to school night, um, parent teacher conferences, check out the, the classroom and what's going on there. You can't just rely on these laws. You have to be involved locally. Um, it's important for parents to talk to other parents and to develop allies who know what's going on in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with my own uh, sons, especially my, my younger twins, um, they were clueless about what was happening at school, but they had a friend who knew everything that was going on. So I would go to him and ask him him questions, you know, uh, tell me about this lesbian group at your school, things like that. And he, oh, yeah, yeah, he knew all about it. And my boys were clueless. <laughs> so you, you got to find the right people to ask questions right, to. Right. But that's that's all the parents' responsibility to do, and and they need to keep their finger on the pulse of their children's education. Well, brother, I didn't know you had twins. We'll step up those prayers there. Uh, <laughs> well, they're in college now. We got one graduating well, from the Hill. Well, I guess you can always backtest uh, uh, an option strategy or, or a stock strategy. I've been backtest that what for twenty years or when you were <laughs> when you had them as little kids. And I say that for all the folks out there that's got twins and little ones or grandkids. Uh, boy, that is uh, the, the, first. It's a blessing. The quiver is getting full, but at one time it's a little challenging. So anyway. Uh, and years are already past that stage. But, you know, this whole idea, i got about three minutes left. This whole idea is the devil has all of us very busy. Uh, from the 50s and 60s where one income would take care of providing for a household, now we've got all these temptations. we got to, you know, it's not a question of, of, of needs. It's all about wants. So parents are now on two different treadmills, a lot of them working outside the house. Uh, or whatever things, even with hobbies, talk a little bit about the fact in general that parents, now that you are being redeputized in a sense to have your parental rights, you've got to exercise them, which that's going to take T-I-M-E. Let's go ahead and let that be our final topic in the last uh, two minutes or so. Sure. Um, One of the key issues is what are your kids watching online? What are they looking at on social media? And parents need to be hypervigilant there because we know, um, like with the transgender issue, a lot of these teen girls that are transitioning supposedly to be the opposite sex, they're doing it in groups, and they're also finding resources online. It's not just the transgender issue. Um, I looked up uh, on the Planned Parenthood website about abortion. And Florida, uh, you have to have your parents' permission to have an abortion unless you go to a judge, and then they can excuse you from having that. And Planned Parenthood says, call us, and we'll help you get this done. 
Um, the other thing that that's happening is that state, other states are passing uh, laws where they become sanctuary states for abortion and gender transitioning. And kids find out about this stuff online. So parents need to be vigilant. They need to watch what their kids are watching. I, I, I don't want parents to be afraid. Um, God tells us to fear not. We need to trust him with our children, too. But they should be paying attention to what's going on. And, and if you notice, you know, mood changes, um, a real drastic changes in behavior or in the friends they're hanging out with, that's the time where you need to step in and say, hey, what's going on? And talk to your kids about these issues. Well, I'll tell you what, great, great, great advice. And unfortunately, we're just about out of time. And so I want to give my thank you, as always, to Jeff Johnston uh, with Focus on the Family. That website is FocusOnTheFamily.com. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com. And I highly recommend that that is one of your favorites. Uh, chip in when you can. Always, as you're looking at some of the issues of the day, consult the Word of God first. And then sometimes, well, all the time, the backup to that, if folks in the family, is always Bible-worthy and trustable. And I uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate our, appreciate our relationship with them. And so, Jeff Johnston, thanks for being with us today. And give my best to all the friends I have there at Focus and look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, Bill, thanks a lot. I appreciate what you're doing down there in Florida. Thank and, you. And thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. Learning to swim is a magical time in a child's life. The excitement of the water, playing with friends, making memories on vacations that will last a lifetime. British Swim School has locations throughout the U.S. where we specialize in teaching anyone to swim, from babies to adults, beginners to those who need a refresher pre-summer. British Swim School's instructors make learning to swim fun with gentle teaching methods. Sign up your kids for swim lessons at BritishSwimSchool.com.